Welcome to episode six of Uber and Out. I am your host, Uber Hansen. And today I wanted to talk about roster construction, surely everyone's favorite topic. We're in the midst of the preseason. We're in the throes of kind of roster battles and competition. Um, we're getting closer and closer to the 53-man cutdown day. And there's a lot of debates going on and on between Bill's Mafia and probably other fan bases as well on who should get the final roster spots on their team. The Bills are kind of in a unique situation, at least for this fan base and mainly the younger fans, where the team is so absolutely stacked within their roster that they're in a situation where they're going to have to cut talented players, which essentially comes down to a situation or creates a situation where you have fans debating wide receiver six or RB4 or um, you know whether or not we should keep an extra cornerback or an extra defensive lineman maintaining nine offensive linemen or 10, something along those lines. Uh, all these kind of arguments have, are fruitful. All these arguments have uh, some validity to them, but there is some pretty big keys to roster construction and also roster construction under the McBean um, kind of administration in Buffalo. So first off, and I'm going to give credit to, to somebody, Chris Janke, um, tweeted out, I think this was back now four months ago, he did some analysis on McBean, meaning um, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, on how they've actually constructed the roster throughout the years. And he, and he basically produced numbers at every position that equates to the minimum amount of players at said position. Um, quarterback was pretty simple, right? Two quarterbacks. Um, running backs was three. Tight ends was three. Wide receiver, five. Offensive linemen, eight. Defensive ends, four. Defensive tackles, four. Linebackers, five. Cornerbacks, five. Safeties, four. Punter, one. Kicker, one. Long snapper, one. So that's 46 total players. So you're talking about the minimum number of players at each and every position that the Bills have historically had since 2017. Um, that means you now have seven more players you can fit onto this roster outside of that minimum only two of whom would be active. So one big thing with rosters that I think of maybe people forget from time to time is that rosters only allow for 48 active game day players um, each and every week. That means that five players are a healthy scratch. There's a weird rule there where as long as you have a ninth lineman, you can have 48. If you don't have the, or sorry, if you have eight linemen, you can have the 48. If you don't have eight linemen, you can only have 47, but it's essentially a free player that every team uses. When it comes to roster construction, I'm going to use some very key debates that have that have happened on Twitter and and actually in person and and on podcasts, video casts, written content over the past few weeks and the past two years. And one of which I am very adamant about a decision on. So, wide receiver five for or the top five wide receivers are just about set, right? You have Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie. Khalil Shakir, and then let's just say Jamison Crowder for, for sake of argument. That means there's likely a six wide receivers that's going to be on the team. The debate last year, and yet again this year, is between Jake Kumaro and Isaiah Hodgins. So a lot of people have this crazy upside on Isaiah Hodgins, and that's perfectly fine. He's been injured his first two seasons, and he's finally getting healthy now. And people are looking at Isaiah Hodgins as that sixth wide receiver that oh, he can make the roster because of his talent at wide receiver. Meanwhile, Jake Kumaro, not that talented of a wide receiver, but has been on this team now, I believe, for two years because of his play on special teams. And this is where this whole conversation of roster construction comes into play. 
the Bills do not play their sixth wide receiver as a wide receiver. They haven't over the years. In fact, since 2020, since the start of the 2020 season, outside of the top five receivers, um, the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth wide receiver on the Bills team has only been targeted a total of 12 times in what would it be? Not 38 games. So 12 times in 38 games that receiver gets thrown to. Meanwhile, Jake Kumaro, for instance, last year played around 300 snaps of special teams. This is all kind of say that that wide receiver six spot by name is a wide receiver, but by usage is not a wide receiver. It's a special teams player. Jake Kumaro has proven that he's capable of playing that special teams role, whereas Isaiah Hodgins has yet to prove that. In, in fact, in the first preseason game of the season, they did put Isaiah Hodgins out on special teams where he did struggle. So if I had my comeuppance, and I could pick, I'm putting Jay Coomer on this team very easily over Isaiah Hodgins simply because you're actually going to get something out of Coomer. Unfortunately, you're not going to get something out of Hodgins. Why would the Bills put Hodgins on the field as opposed to Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, um, Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, players like that? They, they simply wouldn't. So essentially, you'd just be taking up a roster spot for a guy you might have a high upside on or might be there in case of injury. The same thing kind of falls into running back as well. So I mentioned Chris Jenke's minimum um, running backs is number three. The Bills have basically solidified their top two running backs in Devin Singletary and James Cook. We know though those two are going to be game day actives every single week. And now the remainder of that, that team, the remainder of the players on the team um, in that position, you'd be looking at someone like Zach Moss, Raheem Blackshear, Duke Johnson, or Taiwan Jones. In a given week, Taiwan Jones will be active. He's not a running back. He's listed as a running back, and he'll fall in that running back on that depth chart. He's not a better running back than Zach Moss. He simply doesn't run the ball. He's a special teams player. In fact, he was a special teams captain in 2020. As far as roster construction goes, from the Bills' perspective, they don't need three running backs on the team because they don't use running backs in that way. Devin Singletary, yeah, he's going to probably be your, your bell cow, your typical running back that's running the ball. James Cook, he might you know, be in the backfield more than maybe I expect. He'll be used in the slot. He's going to be used a lot in the passing game. They don't need Zach Moss to be active week in and week out simply because he won't be running that ball that often. Otherwise, he's taking snaps away from those top two. So instead of activating a Zach Moss or a Duke Johnson, you activate Taiwan Jones, who is your emergency running back. He can run the ball if needed, though he almost never does. But instead, he'll play special teams. And you go on and on throughout the Bills roster, and when you talk about these final positions or these final roster battles, whether it be fullback or wide receiver um, or safety or corner or even linebacker, the Bills aren't necessarily looking at someone that is a backup or is the fourth, fifth backup to, to the starter. They're looking at somebody that they can trot out on special teams and that can make plays. Perfect example of this is Tyler Matakovich. He does not play linebacker essentially for the Bills unless there's absolute garbage time going on. Um, instead, what he does is he's just one of the best special teams players in the NFL. He's actually led the NFL over the past four seasons in tackles um, on special teams. Matakevich, probably not a better linebacker than, let's say, Balen Spector. And, and Balen Spector is a rookie, so there's a chance he might not be any good. There's a chance he might not he might be great. But in a given game, the Bills probably don't see as much value in keeping Spectre active as opposed to Tyler Matakevich. Your, your top two linebackers are going to be Tremaine Evans and Matt Milano. That is going to be what, what, what it is. 
Your number three is going to be Terrell Bernard. The Bills invested a third-round pick into him. Why would they they bench him, or why would he not be active week in and week out? And then your fourth um, kind of backup for those roles, probably a Tyrell Dodson. Dodson's been with the team for a few years. He's been very good when he needs to come in and and replace an injured, um, let's say, Tremaine Edmonds. So you have four linebackers right there. Both Dodson and Matikiewicz, or sorry, both Dodson and Terrell Bernard have, are being groomed to play both the inside and the outside linebacker, meaning both Edmonds and Milano spot. So that fifth linebacker on the Bills team, whether you're debating for Balin Specter or Tyler Matikiewicz, the chance of them playing, they'd essentially need three players to get injured to be able to see the field in any significant capacity. The alternative to that is they can see the field on special teams, which is where Matikiewicz sees it as opposed to Balin Specter trying to prove that he can play special teams. The Bills are in kind of this weird conundrum this season where they know that they have talent outside of their top 53. Further, they're they're positive they have talent outside their top 48. 48 players get to play every every Sunday, Thursday, or Monday, um, sometimes Saturday, sometimes Tuesday as well. 53 players are protected from other teams by being on your active roster, and then you try to sneak players onto your practice squad. The Bills are going to attempt to sneak some very good talent on their practice squad this season, and it's likely to get poached. In a given season, a lot of fans always think their players are going to get poached, and it is fairly rare that those players actually do get picked up by other teams. The difference this season is that the Bills are incredibly deep as an organization, and that's that's no, well known throughout the NFL. They are the Super Bowl favorite, meaning that they have talent and they have so much talent that they're going to have to cut talented players. And third, and the most important point of why it's different this season is that Joe Shane, the ex-assistant GM to Brandon Bean, as well as Brian Dable, the ex-offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, are now members of the Giants organization. That Giants organization is devoid of talent, devoid of young talent as well. They're going to be looking at the Bills and saying, who are you cutting that we know that we have information on, um, that you're trying to sneak on your practice squad, that we can sneak onto our team. This roster building this season is going to be kind of a visceral argument because you're going to have people frustrated and upset that a player like Isaiah Hodgins might get cut. A player like Cam Lewis might get cut. A bunch of Bay player like Balen Spector might get cut. And instead, the Bills would keep a player like Taiwan Jones, who's a 35-year-old running back that, is, that does not play running back. Or a player like Jake Kumro, who I believe is 30 years old and is not really a wide receiver in the NFL. The fact of the matter is that only your starters typically play with maybe the occasional backup sprinkled in. So when you move past that second string into that third string, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and almost every other roster and team in the NFL are not looking at how good you are at said position. They're looking at how good you can be on special teams. So as we move on through this preseason, just keep that in mind. And that's actually a focus point you can use in these preseason games. Pick up a number of a player, look for them on punt, look for them on kick, look for kickoff, kick return, and see if they're making the plays necessary. Are they making tackles? Are they blowing up blocks? Are they blocking? Things along those lines. And you'll get a better grasp on which players are probably going to make this team or could make this team. So that's all I have for this week. For me, one big thing I'll say is Jake Kumro for me is wide receiver six. Isaiah Hodgins, he seems to be talented, but I'm think he's going to have a difficult path to this roster. Uh, Thank you for listening. Go Bills. Uber now.